What up, what up, what up? Hey, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Hey, I just want to let you know, I know everybody can't always support and donate uh, to the podcast, but hey, if you can do a one-time donation, I put up a buy me a coffee uh, link in this description of the podcast. So if you go to the description of the podcast, it'll be at the bottom, and you can just uh, go to that link and you buy me a cup of coffee, or two if you want. And uh, that would just help support the show, and uh, I can... I can wake up a little bit more and bring you more info so thanks for listening to the podcast if you can donate that would be much appreciated and let's get on to the show what up what up what up welcome back to lockdown universe some of the bizarre peculiar and unheard of stories of ufo legend and paranormal lore welcome back welcome back happy to be back hopefully you guys are doing excellent and taking care of yourselves so today i want to talk to you guys about the vatican and how it relates to alien existence uh whether or not we're fighting some sort of holy war against a certain alien species and what why is the vatican so special and are they holding the truths about alien existence below the bricks outside of their very foundation. So, as many of you may have heard, I did a podcast a while back with Emory about Emory Smith, talking about how he was sent to the Vatican to confirm this very bizarre aircraft that they had captured and to f- try to find more information on it in the archives. Um, as the Vatican has archives that date back hundreds of years, if not possibly thousands of years. Um, so we'll preface it and then we'll go into kind of the details about the Vatican. So Emery, just for a quick brief recap. Now this craft was unlike anything they had ever seen and by the U.S. government. This thing was... He stated it actually looked like a PVC tetrahedron. So if you took a bunch of PVC pipe, right, for plumbing, and you made a tetrahedron out of it, that's exactly what it would look like. On top of that, uh, he talked about the fact that uh, this thing had a light inside of it, and then it would, when individuals would come close to it, it would glow, and then it would would turn uh, opaque. So you can kind of see through, you couldn't see all the way through it. It was like kind of like looking through a fog, a fogged window, if you will. So the U.S. government had no clue what this thing was. It just dropped out of the sky and like went into the forest and they tracked it and they went and captured it. And they're trying to figure out what it was. So Emery was sent over to the Vatican uh, with a couple other researchers and they took him in and they showed him around. But... They didn't take him into the general archives, okay? They took him below, uh, about six stories below, and then took him into the secret archives where there were machines behind these huge, um, I guess, cabinets that were made out of uh, a glass metal. Now, it sounds weird, right? But it looked like glass, but it was actually made out of metal so that it could withstand a blast. But he stated that he saw, Emery, saw... All kinds of machines, all kinds of weapons. He didn't go into detail about the weapons. Uh, He also saw different artifacts he couldn't even put a name to. He also stated he saw some uh, plexiglass-looking tablets that um, 
in file in a line behind one of these one of these uh, cabinets. I guess you'd call it. I don't know what else to to call them. Containers, cabinets, because they were all part of one wall. So, like, if you think of like a mausoleum and how they have people people apparently you know buried on top of each other in a mausoleum. It's like that, but just with glass, and then instead of dead people, it'd be alien artifacts or potentially old ancient artifacts, uh, as well as some very, very unique pieces like those plexiglass-looking um, tablets, almost like the um, like the Moses tablets where the Ten Commandments were carved into, but instead of stone being plexiglass. Or he wasn't sure. He, it just looked like plexiglass. The point is, is that the Vatican has multiple layers of libraries and which library you get into depends on your security clearance and why is the vatican so special right well the vatican you know a lot of people have heard of the vatican and you know honestly i didn't know a whole lot about it i wanted to do a little bit more research on it and find out a little bit more because i i wasn't as educated as i wanted to be so i did a little bit of research um Obviously, the Vatican's been around a long time, but what the interesting thing about the Vatican is, is that it's the smallest country in the world, and it's encircled with a two-mile border with Italy. So it's very small. It only has a hundred acres, and it's the only—it's the smallest country. So it's got—it's uh, <laughs> one-eighth the size of New York's New York's Central Park. So you can fit eight Vatican's inside Central Park. Uh, what's even weirder though, is that there were the St. Peter's Basilica was built on top of a city of the dead. Imagine that. Okay. So this is the, the, the main portion of the Vatican, St. Peter's Basilica was built on top of a Roman necropolis, nec necropolis or a city of the dead back in, uh, <laughs> AD 64. Okay, Emperor Nero, uh, he wanted to shift blame from himself. He accused Christians of starting the blaze, and he executed and burned everybody at the stake, tearing them apart with wild beasts and crucifying them. Uh, amongst those was St. Peter, a disciple of Jesus Christ. And so later on, they built this basilica on top of ancient burial ground with what they believed to be the tomb of St. Peter at its center. Now, isn't that fascinating? We all know that cemeteries or ancient burial grounds are haunted, man. They're always haunted. You know, Native American burial grounds that you mess with or build something on top of, the building gets haunted. So isn't it interesting that they chose this site to build upon, build upon the, the Roman fallen? Okay. Not to mention St. Peter. So... Uh, again, I don't want to get into too much religion, but I, I did think that, you know, a few of those pieces are fascinating. The site itself, the Vatican website, if you actually look at it, it's kind of interesting. They actually put up dark secrets of the Vatican to entice you to come and visit and spend your money there. There's only 692 people that are actually, quote unquote, citizens of the Vatican, and most of them live abroad. But one of the, a few of the dark secrets about the Vatican is, number one, is that the chief exorcist of the Vatican performed 100,000 exorcisms. Interesting, right? When we talk about aliens and p p possible demonic uh, 
possession, you got to talk about, you know, these exorcists. <laughs> it's very fascinating that they, they still do this to this very day. Um, in 2018, BBC reported that the Vatican welcomed 250 priests from across the world to an annual workshop. Um, there's also stories about how the Vatican helped Nazi war criminals escape Allied forces. Um, they say it's a dark secret. Uh, they also say Vatican made money from the Holocaust. I'm not. They're talking about how, in addition to helping escaped thousands of Nazis from Europe, Vatican was also involved in smuggling Nazi loot, uh, art, golf, and other uh, property belonging to Jewish families. So, could some of the property in inside the Vatican be from World War II? One hundred percent. Could it be UFO stuff? One hundred percent. Not all of it, but it, there definitely could be some stuff in there. Um, moving forward, they talk about how one of the one of the conspiracy theories behind the uh, Vatican is that some people think that they're hiding the fact that Jesus might not exist. Um, evidence of extraterrestrial life, which we're talking about today, and um, you know a few other things like the fact that the Vatican might be controlled by the Illuminati and that it might be home to a time machine, which we did a podcast on called the Chronovisor, which many people state that the Father Pellegrino uh, Ernetti created, and uh, they are one of the first uh, institutions to actually have uh, a vision device into the past. So, why is it that the Vatican is so interested in alien tech, old tech, all of this, all all of this documentation? Now, a lot of people don't know this. There's 50 miles worth of uh, bookshelves down there with books, a lot of them, hundreds of years old, documents going from king to king. From president to to pope, from you know pauper to king, you know all this information about history, not just Christianity history, but history in general, and it's protected. This entire installation is is protected by hired Swiss uh, infantry or security guards. Now, that's one of the interesting things, too, is that they specifically hired Swiss uh, sentries as a mercenary force. So the Swiss Guard is recognizable by its armor, and colorful Renaissance-era uniforms have been protecting the pontiff, or the the pope, uh, which is the principal point behind the Vatican is to protect the pope and, and Catholic Christianity history. They've been protecting the pope since... 1506 the swiss guard has that's when the that's when pope julius the second uh came into play and he hired the swiss mercenary forces to uh, be his personal protection they continue to be uh their protection and they only hire 18 to 30 year olds um, they are the world's smallest standing army and they state that they appear to be strictly ceremonial and its soldiers are extensively trained and highly skilled marksmen. Interesting. Nonetheless, going back to Emory Smith's story, why would they have documentation on UFO craft? One could make the argument that 
they're trying to gather all kinds of information because it may be directly related to Jesus Christ. Another argument could be made that they were trying to gather all information from history about any powers that be. Whether they be Jesus or whether they be from outside of this planet. Or one could say that they're just gathering any information that could assist in the future. So, going back to what we were discussing previously, which was, you know, are they protecting information stating that Jesus doesn't exist? Well, I think Jesus probably existed. But, you know, what was he? Was he an alien? Was he the savior? We don't know. Um, but what is interesting is that Emery did go down there on a mission from the U.S. government to obtain information about this particular craft that looked like PVC. Now, that doesn't sound like it's made from God. <laughs> but what they did find out is that the Vatican had information dating back to the 1600s and then information dating back even farther uh, that was written on vellum, okay, animal skin, that had specific geography, uh, geography, geometry related to this particular craft and physics. Okay, so the first document, first book that was pre presented to them was from the 1600s, and it had an exact picture of the exact same craft. And they stated that, they, you know, whoever wrote it stated that they saw it, that it was there, um, that it didn't do anything, didn't have any, you know, engagement with it other than the same kind of engagement Emery had with it, which was it would turn opaque when you got near it, and then it would clear up as you went away, and it had a light in the center, and it looked like a tetrahedron. Then the, the ancient text that was written on vellum, uh, that information was written by a, a Buddhist monk, and he wrote down all kinds of geometry related to this craft, physics related to the craft, and they took pictures of that. They got copies of the, both, of the, both of the books. They didn't, they didn't take the actual books. They weren't allowed to touch the books. Only Vatican proper employees were allowed to touch the books. And then they were able to bring that information back to the U.S. government so they could figure out what the heck this thing was. What they eventually discovered with that particular craft was that it had to be something that was sent here to be protective of the planet um, and not necessarily to for harming purposes or information gathering prop you know purposes you know in any nefarious way it's it was simply sent here to be protective possibly of the environment possibly to help our atmosphere um, or possibly to assist us in ascension spiritually it is fascinating, though, that the Vatican has had this information, and they only give it to certain people. They only give it to people who have the proper clearances and ask specifically for certain information. Now, if you and I asked to see this information, could we see it? Probably not, right? They'd be like, we're not going to risk our archives for you. You know, we're not going to show you our secrets. Because secrets are power. And the Vatican's purpose is to maintain Christ Catholic, specifically Catholic Christianity around the world. I don't know what else to say about this. Because, you know, you can't go in there by force. You can't ask them nicely. 
they're not willing to give the information out, but they do have it. And they and it's not just that craft, right? That's not just like a needle in a haystack. They have miles of information about things from the sky, UFOs, alien inhabitants. They actually have equipment behind metal translucent glass uh, that was six stories high when Emery was there. He also stated that there were some some um, sections that had 20-foot-tall uh, sections of something. He didn't know if it was craft or equipment or what. Um, so, you know, when you look at things, and he's he's a scientist, he he would probably be able to tell you what it is, even though, you know, he's he's more of a... A biologist, you'd probably be able to tell you, hey, that was probably, that looks like it was a an, an engine of some sort or a weapon of some sort. And a lot of these things, he couldn't even tell you what they were. He did say that there were a lot of individuals that were going up on these, these uh, like escalator or um, like level um, elevators that would go angular from diagonal from one side to another from side to side and be able to look inside and see what's inside these um, these containers. And he stated there was a bunch of people doing this at the same time. They were wearing like kind of your average uh, clean room-like attire. Um, but he didn't know what they were doing. He didn't know why they were there. He didn't ask. It was another mission where you don't ask and you just go and you go do your mission and that's it and you get out. It's really, really, really interesting. Um, if you're interested in it, go back, take a look at uh, Emory Smith. Goes to the Vatican, you'll you'll find it. Um, but I guess the further point of this particular podcast is the Vatican almost seems similar to like an international Area 51, where they have all this information. They're willing to have multiple different countries come in and look at their information. Uh, they're not they're they're a country, so they're not just bound to the United States. They're not just bound to Italy. They're they're free to do whatever they need to do. Um, there are certain certain rules and regulations in going there. You can't wear flip flops. You can't go in with shorts. You you have to go and you have to be dressed uh, appropriately. Um, so there's there's different rules and regulations, um, and there's a lot of secrets in there. Um, but I think that. I think that it bears bears worthiness to do a little bit more exploration here on the Vatican, and I might do a couple more podcasts about it. Not right now, but um, I do want to kind of get into it a little bit more and get my knowledge base up. But I do think it's fascinating, you know, those couple facts about it being <laughs> built on a necropolis. That's creepy. And there's got to be, you wonder if there's some energy there, right, from all those dead spirits if there's some energy there that they were harnessing um you know i know certain people don't believe in you know or, or you know have their beliefs about catholic priests being abusive and that kind of thing too and you know that's just another strange piece of this particular puzzle because you know some people believe that the pope might be a reptilian and and that the the, the whole Catholic Church is, you know, run by reptilians. And then you got to wonder, well, if they're intentionally trying to harm individuals, then are they trying to reap the uh, the loose energy from, from that? And are they 
have they been doing the research to obtain, you know, methodologies to control, you know, the world through their religion, you know? So I'm not against Christianity, not against Catholics or anything like that. Uh, I'm just, I'm just speaking what other people have spoken about. And it is, it is fascinating. Um, uh, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it, but I think the Vatican is kind of your international area 51 and it bears a lot of secrets. Let's say that, right. And they know a lot about powers, especially with exorcisms and that's power, that's energy. And if they know how to manipulate powers and energy, and they have the chronovisor, which can look back in time, they can manipulate a lot of a lot of things. They might even be able to manipulate the past. They might have an actual time machine, not just a looking glass type technology, but capability to go back in time and change things. That would be interesting. That might be something for another podcast. But anyway, guys, um, thanks for listening. Uh, I apologize about the previous podcast. It had some some recording errors, so I fixed that. So thanks for hanging in. Um, there was something going on with the software. Uh, but anyway, I'm glad you guys stuck it out, listened in, and I appreciate you. Thanks for continually listening. Um, continue to take care of yourselves spiritually, physically, emotionally. Follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. There's a lot of stuff going on energetically. So take care of yourselves and Lockdown Universe out.